0: Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast virtual sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. Today, we are going to continue talking about reading the Bible to grow up spiritually. Last episode, I shared my recommendation of starting with the first five books of the New Testament to really ground yourself in the revelation that Jesus brought to us about God as a loving and giving Father. And that once we have really become solid in how Jesus revealed the true nature and heart of God towards people, Then we are able to come back around and read the Old Testament and the rest of the New Testament books with the proper lens of love and mercy. So let's just jump into that thought today as we discuss how to read the Old Testament with a proper view of God. So that when you come to passages of Scripture that may be difficult for your modern mind to understand or put in context, we're going to use the revelations of God that Jesus gave us, apply those revelations to the difficult passages, and wrestle our way through them. Now, why do I say wrestle? Well, because sometimes there is effort involved. There is exertion to investigate and meditate and try to grapple with and understand challenging passages. But as you continue to bring the love and mercy and righteousness and justice of God as competitor to the mat— and confront the challenging passages that make you question the love and mercy and righteousness, that's the opposite competitor, well, then your spirit will begin to be strengthened and to grow up in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You're going to use this revelation of Jesus to wrestle with the passages that seem to contradict that. And that's going to help you grow up, be strengthened in knowledge and understanding. And sometimes even in the acceptance that you don't have an answer yet that you are able to understand, but that that's okay too, because you know that the love of God will triumph in the end. I want to share a few scriptures and thoughts that I'm hoping you'll think about. Find them in the Bible for yourself, write them down. And if you feel so inclined, maybe even memorize them. If you take these scriptures I am about to share and begin walking through the Old Testament with them always on your mind, it will change the way you look at and begin to understand the stories and the dramas that you will see unfolding as you read the Bible. Now, I am not an apologist. I am not a theologian. I am not someone who will be providing you with great theological arguments about the language used by the Old Testament Hebrew writers, or what the true cultural context is throughout, or what did they really mean when they said that. I'm just not someone who claims to have any extensive training in Jewish history or Jewish religious beliefs. What I am is someone who responded to the message of Jesus, that he is the doorway into the kingdom of God where I can walk with God the creator in the spirit throughout eternity. I responded to Jesus' message of seeking that kingdom and seeking how to live righteously before God within his kingdom. I am somebody who believes that Jesus is the revelation of God. So if I see anything that contradicts that revelation that Jesus gave, well, I know that that needs to submit to the revelation of Jesus. And so that's who I am. I'm just somebody who's done that for 45 years. So when I go back and read the history of the people that God used to bring the Messiah Jesus into this physical world, I wanted to understand it in the light of Jesus' own teachings. Because as we talked about last episode, Jesus said, If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. He said, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. He said that he came to preach the good news of the kingdom of God that means that if I want, I can become a citizen of that kingdom. So when I go back and I read the Old Testament, or even when I read challenging portions of the New Testament, I use Jesus himself and his teachings and his demonstrations of healing, mercy, love, forgiveness, deliverance, as my guiding line to put everything else I read in the Bible into a context of the revelation of God by Jesus himself. If I see something that seems to contradict Jesus' teaching of himself or the Father, then I stop. And I really look at how I can understand what is being presented in the Bible in light of how Jesus himself displayed God. As I said last time, one great example of this is Jesus would heal people on the Sabbath. Well, according to Jewish tradition and law, you weren't supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. And so Jesus, it seemed, was breaking the law. But the truth is, he wasn't, he was breaking maybe a man made law, but he wasn't breaking the law of God. He was revealing the heart of God, that God cares more about mercy and healing than he does about following man-made laws. So again, if if I see something that seems to contradict Jesus' teaching of himself or the Father, I'm going to stop. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to say, okay, how do I understand what is being said here or written here in light of how Jesus himself displayed God? So I'm just sharing how I do it, how I read the scriptures, and this has kept me walking with the Lord and growing spiritually for 45 years. So hopefully for some of you, this helps you as you start to begin your study and reading of the Bible. All right, so here are the scriptures I want you to think about and study and maybe memorize, but really get into your spirit as you prepare to investigate the rest of the Bible. And I could have given probably hundreds of scriptures to do that, but I've just picked out some key ones that have really shaped my own personal understanding and studying of the Bible as a whole. Okay, so let's start. Jesus said to the Jewish religious leaders of his day the following from Matthew 9.13, he said, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. Quote, I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Now, this was Jesus actually quoting a portion of an Old Testament scripture from Hosea chapter six, verse six, which says, I want you to show mercy not offer sacrifices. I want you to know God more than I want burnt offerings. So remember this phrase as you're reading through the Old Testament that God desires mercy, not sacrifices. He desires us to show mercy to others more than he desires us to give sacrifices to him. The next scripture is James 2.13. He says judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy, but mercy triumphs over judgment. I love that. Mercy triumphs over judgment. I apply that scripture when I'm feeling angry at my husband, when I'm feeling upset with a work situation, um, when a friend has hurt me. I remind myself that in those moments where I want to judge, where I want to be angry, when I want to lash out, that mercy will triumph over my judgment. So as you're reading through the Bible and come across scriptures, and there are lots of them (laughs) that talk about judgment, I want you to remember two things. Judgment is experienced by those who show no mercy, right? James 2.13 says, judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. So remember, judgment, when you see judgment being experienced, it's being experienced by those who show no mercy, who don't even understand mercy. But he says that God's mercy will always triumph over his judgment. That's amazing. Because all we hear about is the judgment of God. God's going to judge you. <laughs> and while there is a judgment that God has applied to us, the promises that his mercy will triumph over over judgment as we cry out to him. So this means that wherever you see judgment being talked about or experienced in the Bible, know that God has promised, and you'll see these promises all throughout the Old Testament. He's promised that his mercy will always triumph over that judgment if the person or people involved or the nation involved turn to him. Here's the next scripture I want you to remember when reading the Bible, Galatians 6, 7, and 8. This is key. I am going to read a couple translations of this one to give a full picture because this is a spiritual principle that is essential to understanding the Bible, understanding the way God's kingdom works, and for reading through the tragedies that you're going to be reading about as you explore the Old Testament. Okay. So th- this is key. Galatians 6, 7, and 8. First translation, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Now, here's another translation of that. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he or she who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. This is such a fundamental spiritual truth about sowing and reaping in this world that every religion has a version of it. Think of the word karma, for example. Jesus himself used the illustration of planting seeds, harvesting, farming to describe how the kingdom works all the time in his ministry. You you would have seen that if you've read through those first five books, as I said, you will see he constantly was talking about sowing and reaping and harvesting. Why is this so important? Well, because in the beginning, God gave humanity this world to cultivate, to rule over, to build up to be responsible for. He said, you're responsible. It was a gift. He gave this world to us as a gift. And from the beginning, humans have had to choose what kind of spiritual, physical, and mental seeds that they were going to sow into the world. And you can see the unfolding of the repercussions of our choices from the very first book of the Bible until you turn on the news tonight. We blame God for the ills and evils that happen in this world, and we ask God, hey God, why are you letting all this happen? And I believe his response to us is, I gave this world to you. It is your gift. Why are you letting these things happen? Why do you keep sowing to your flesh corrupt things? things? Why do you keep allowing hate and anger and the domination and oppression of others to continue? Why do you keep throwing away literally tons of food while your neighbors starve? We as humanity, starting with each of us individually, have to examine ourselves and say, what am I currently reaping in my life, both good things and bad? that I sowed? And even more costly at times, I believe, is this question. What things have I sowed in other people's lives that have either benefited them or wounded them? We will answer for the seeds that we have planted in this world, both individually, in our families, in our communities, and in our nations do not be deceived. What we see in this world is not a mockery of God. It's a reflection of what humanity has sown. So as you begin to read the Old Testament and see individual people experiencing bad circumstances, when you see whole nations being torn down, when you see what is called judgments on people and nations, take note that you are seeing the reaping of things that were sown. Either by the individuals themselves in unbelief, disobedience, murder, rape, idolatry, or these things were sown by others, and the impact of the reaping fell on them and those nations as well. Which leads us to two other passages of scripture that I want to share that are essential for understanding the rise and falls of peoples, families, and nations as you read through the Old Testament. This is taken from Joshua 24, 14 and 15 and Deuteronomy 30 and 19. And I'm just going to read them together. Fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols that your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the, the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Rather, serve the Lord God alone. Now, if you refuse to serve the Lord, well then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord, the one true God. I call heaven and earth to act as a witness this day against you. I am setting before you life, and death. I set before you blessings and curses. Therefore, choose life that you and your descendants may live. So once again, you can see that it is each of us that has a choice. We get to choose who and what we will serve in life. We get to choose who is our Lord. But those choices, those seeds that we plant have repercussions, both good and bad, not just on ourselves, but the people we love, our communities, our nations. And as you read the Bible, you will start to see that theme play out over and over and over. If you look at the world around us today, we see how that theme is still playing out thousands of years later, and the impact that the seeds that we plant as individuals, and as nations has on this world. But remember those scriptures we started with. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And you will see that theme all throughout the Bible as well. You will see repeatedly where people turn from God, live in immorality, idolatry, covetousness, unbelief, outright rebellions against him. And yet, You hear God constantly saying, for example, from Isaiah 55, Turn to me before it's too late. Call to me while I'm still ready to help. Let the one who is evil stop doing evil things. Let him quit thinking evil thoughts. Turn to the Lord, and the Lord will show you his tender love. Let him turn to our God, for he is always ready to forgive. You see, the Lord always warning the people about the harvest they will reap for themselves and for their families. He is constantly pleading with people to turn their hearts back to Him. Even as you read about the Jewish laws that are laid out in Exodus that are harsh and unforgiving, Uh, people getting, you know, off saying that people should be stoned if they do certain things wrong. It was harsh, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. There's all these Jewish laws, you're reading them like, wow, like this is tough stuff. And yet, if you keep reading, the, the Lord immediately follows that He offers a way of sacrifice and repentance, even though the laws imposed on us by our man made rebellions are harsh, which is still even true today. I mean, you do bad things now, and there's some pretty harsh treatments for you. But if you keep reading, People constantly broke those laws without being stoned or exiled because they would bring the sacrifices of repentance and offerings for forgiveness to the Lord. They would turn to Him and ask for mercy. And what I love about God is that at, as He said at the beginning, and as we shared as a passage from at the beginning of this, the truth was he didn't he didn't even want those sacrifices of blood and animals. I think he just a lot of people believe that, that that was more for the people that they needed to feel like like they had something to offer him to ask for that forgiveness. You know, and so whether that's true or not, I don't know, but but what I love about God is that he says he doesn't even want those sacrifices of blood and animals. More than that, he says he desires mercy over judgment and over sacrifices. He doesn't want the burnt offerings. He wants mercy. He wants repentance. He wants you to choose this day to serve him. He desires that we come to him and to each other, asking for and giving mercy. I love the book of Jonah because this shows the heart of God for an entire nation. I won't go into the whole thing here, but I recommend you read the short book of Jonah, uh, maybe even before you start at Genesis. <laughs> I know that seems weird, but it will, it only takes 10 minutes, but the heart of God is summed up so well in this little book where one of his prophets didn't want to share a message of repentance to an entire city. This city was about to reap destruction because they had been sowing destruction. And this prophet was called by God to go preach to them, repent, turn away from your this way that you're living so that you will be spared. Because this, But the prophet didn't want to do it because this prophet knew that God was, and I quote from Jonah, a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from the destruction of people. That's what this prophet said to him. He didn't want to go preach repentance to these people because he wanted to see this nation destroyed. <laughs> it's crazy. And he knew that if he preached repentance and if the people repented that God was so compassionate, so merciful, so filled with unfailing love that if they would repent, he would, his mercy, his mercy would triumph over what they deserved, which was judgment. And finally, through a series of events, God persuaded this reluctant prophet to warn the city. And guess what? That city repented and sought mercy from God, and God's mercy triumphed over the judgment of the curse and the reaping of their destructive harvest. That is what you should remember as you read through the Old Testament, and as you encounter challenging passages even in the New Testament. Remember these scriptures. Remember People have choices. Families have choices. Nations have choices. And those choices, both good and bad, will either align us with the harvest of blessing or the harvest of curses. But even when we make poor or wrong choices, if we cry out to God to have mercy on us, to not forget his love for us, as we see the sacrifice that Jesus made of himself once for all time and believe that that sacrifice was enough to cover our shame and destroy the reaping of our sin seeds that we've planted then God has promised in Jesus himself that his mercy will always triumph over his judgment in our lives, in our families, and in our nations. I believe that as you keep these thoughts in mind while you read through the rest of the Bible, it will change how you perceive and understand what you are reading. And if you always keep Jesus's teaching and revelations of God as the core of your beliefs and your understanding you will be able to have the peace of his spirit flowing in you, even while you are wrestling with those passages you don't fully know how to reconcile or understand. I hope this has helped someone today. Again, I am not a scholar. (laughs) Just someone who, because of Jesus, is able to see history, the Bible, the church, and even myself and others through the lens of God's kingdom and his love and mercy. My prayer for you all today is that as you seek to grow up spiritually through the reading and studying of the Bible that you will be filled with great love and mercy and wisdom of the heart of God that you will recognize all of the times when God has made it so simple to just cry out for mercy in place of judgment love and forgiveness instead of hate and destruction and that as you begin to live that out in your own lives each day you will choose to sow seeds of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, forgiveness, and mercy. Sowing those seeds that each day you will begin to reap the benefits of those things in your life and the people you encounter as you sow those seeds around them, will begin to reap the benefits of those things in their lives. I pray that each day you will wake up and declare that today you will choose life over death, blessing over cursing, that you will choose each day to serve the Lord in grace, truth, and mercy. Now go be that kind of church in your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so that you never miss a day. And then, share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become a part of this church family movement.